chopped off heads, thick heads and blood. To me, riffs are fucking timeless. You've got generations of people going to see them. It's our best album so far. The fans have been asking for it. They've been asking for it for years. I would listen to it over and over and over again today. It's like music we play, man. You're either going to like it or not. There are satanic bands. Some of them really aren't. We're playing the craziest drunken debauchery show we've played probably ever. It is not a condition to be doing a podcast. You're listening to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back, metal fans, to The Great Metal Debate Podcast. This is episode 75, December 2023. I'm your host, Robert, a.k.a. Gomtog Metallicus, joined today by my man, Xander, and together coming to you to review recent metal concerts we've each been to as we close out 2022. But before we get into all that, a quick reminder for you, listener, to check out all our links in the show notes so you can like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube, and you can follow us on social media via Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Finding us is as easy as using the keywords Metal Debate on whatever platform you happen to be searching. But before we jump into the conversation, we'll start things off with a metal track. Here's Canadian Thrasher's Hyperia with the title song from their latest album, Silhouettes of Horror.
That was Silhouettes of Horror from the album of the same title by Canadian up-and-comers Hyperia, released independently this past spring. It's a great track, wasn't it, Xander? Yeah, absolutely. That was a fantastic song. But i got to talk about one of my concert experiences this year. I went with my friend Chris Gorspon for this DSI and Cataclysm show. And one of the opening bands that impressed the hell out of me was a band called Inhuman Condition. I never listened to the band before I heard them in concert, so I'd only heard their name. But whenever I saw them play, I was really impressed because, to me, it sounded like the old-school death metal band Massacre. And... I said that to my friend. I was like, hey, Rich, you know, uh, this band, Inhuman Condition, they sound a lot like Massacre. And he goes, oh, that's because it's the same vocalist from Massacre. And I was like, oh, shit, I, I didn't even know that. And I, myself, as a vocalist, can pick that out because it sounded just like Massacre. Then come to find out that it actually is the vocalist of Massacre. It's just his other band called Inhuman Condition. Those are just two of the bands that he's been in. Uh, I know that he's been in a few others. I just don't know what the other ones were. Anyway, so this was a very special concert because... It was the 15-year anniversary of Cataclysm's Serenity and Fire album. That is the first album that I ever listened to by them back in 2006. Whenever I found out that they were going to be doing an anniversary tour for that particular album, I was like, okay, that alone is the reason to go to the show. So I decided to get into the mosh pit. I went to Circle Pit for the song called Blood of the Swans. I unfortunately got headbutted in the eye. (laughs) I immediately went to the bar and uh, got some ice and some napkins, and uh, I had to <laughs> put some ice up to my eye for the whole rest of the show, unfortunately. So I didn't watch again after that. Always a risk going in the pit, man. That, that, that's what happens when you're a mosher. You know, that, that's not my first black eye, and I know it's not going to be my last either. But, of course, the main event was my second time seeing DSI. It was a special event for them, too, because they were celebrating their 30-year anniversary of their second album, Legion. So they played their entire Legion album uh, in full. And that was... Damn! Not only that, but they also played a bunch of other songs like Scars of the Crucifix and uh, Homage for Satan. That was the last one they played. Uh, So they still played a couple of other uh, tracks. Like they played um, When Satan Rules His World. They played that one too. That was a fantastic concert. And it would have been even better had I not gotten a freaking black eye because you know that I would have been in most of the pits. But, you know... Even with one eye, man, it sounds like you really enjoyed that one. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw it before the one I saw last week. But let's go ahead and talk about a concert that you went to, because I went to two, and I know that you went to one recently. You know, I've had a lot of personal stuff going on, but I wanted to catch one final show, local black meddlers Bahargum. They had a show coming up in Cave City, Kentucky, at a venue that I'd never been to, the Rocks Glass wasn't sure what that was going to be like last Saturday when I went down there. But I found the Rocks Glass, a nice little bar with a good-sized stage for a little bar, man. I was very impressed with that. Not bad lighting for its size. There were three bands on the bill. One is Sinistrum. I think I'd seen them before. A couple of local guys that I recognized. Some good death metal there and, and enjoyed their set. Next on the bill were Stonecutters. I was really excited to see Stonecutters. I saw them late last year and earlier the year before. I was a little taken aback because I kind of kept looking around throughout Sinistrum's set and didn't see any of the guys in Stonecutters that I recognized. Comes time for them to hit the stage, and here comes the guy on guitars, the drummer, another guitarist, bassist. None of them, the Stonecutters that I recognized, 
from the previous times that I'd seen stonecutters. In my own mind, I'm thinking, well, maybe they've got some guys that's swapped out. They're a touring band. Maybe it's like eight or nine guys, and they swap it up. Maybe I'm getting you know, the B lineup for Cave City, which that's fine. It's the holidays, understandable. That can happen. They gave a good set. Later that night, I post, hey, great set by Stonecutters on social media. And immediately I get a response, hey, you tagged the wrong Stonecutters. Oh, okay. Now I am start to understand that apparently there's two Stonecutters out of Louisville. <laughs> the, an original Stonecutters and a more recent Stonecutters, and there's a dispute. Let me just say, I like the guys in the Stonecutters I saw the other night at Cave City. Good guys, good show. I also really like the other Stonecutters. Chris, especially the drummer, he's in a number of bands I really enjoy. Nick's really good. Good guys, really skilled. And let me just say, I endorse both. I'm Switzerland. I'm staying neutral in the Stonecutters conflict. The one I saw last Saturday, thumbs up to them. Good job. Maybe sometime they'll reconcile. I can see all of them on stage together. Who knows? That would be pretty cool. Like maybe have like a battle of the bands or battle of the stonecutters. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they want to battle because I take it there's just some bad blood there. Um, I'm hoping that maybe they'll reconcile before they get on stage together. Oh, yeah. A lot, a lot of uh, bludgeoning by stone. Yeah, exactly. I, You know, that stuff happens, but I've never had a situation where, like, there's two active bands fighting over the same name, and I felt a little uncomfortable, to be honest, uh, following that uh, that issue. It's one thing to have bands that have the same name as long as they're from different countries. Like, for example, the Italian black metal band called Abhor. And yes. there's, there's another black metal band called Abhor. One of them is from Ireland. And then there's another black metal band also called Epoch, but they're from Ecuador. There's like a bunch of bands out there called Bane, um, which, you know, the one I listened to is originally from Serbia, then they moved to Canada, so. Um, yeah, I take it the origins yeah. of this Stonecutters, they came from the same place and something happened along the way. Again, I ain't saying who's right or who's wrong. I don't want to get into it. Not my fight. All good guys, as far as I'm concerned, and I hope they work it out. Yeah. Maybe I'm the only one who's been confused, who wasn't in on the dispute, but, again, it made me feel a little uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Yeah. But then the highlight of the evening, Bahargum, man, they're a band I really enjoy. Josh, the mastermind behind them, does a great job, man. Their material, their Of Tenebrae album is just so solid. Really oh, yeah, that was one of my one. favorite albums. Uh, uh, that year, Josh is a talented guy. He plays a lot of different styles, like and you and you can kind of hear it in his playing. He's not just a metal guy, even though I'm into him for his metal stuff. And and you can kind of hear that in his guitar work and what he brings to the band. The only qualm I have about them because they they are so good live, such great performance is man. I wish they'd bring back the costuming. They used to do some costuming, especially their front man. He was dressed up like an evil priest, some wicked cardinal or pope. He'd carry around a uh, skull in his hand. Just brought a lot more to the stage visually. I kind of miss that. I mean, there's something to be said for stripped-down performance, but I kind of like that element, kind of brought it over the top. I wish they'd bring that back, but that's a minor quibble. 
Man, I was so impressed with that evening, and, and shout out to Alan Ashby, who was the promoter who put this on. It was an amazing night in Cave City. There were folks there from Nashville, folks from Louisville, folks from Western Kentucky, and it was just a, a really good night of metal. I'm sure the most metal that Cave City, Kentucky has ever seen. Right, and you know uh, what you're saying about the band dressing up. I remember seeing old videos of where they had bandages around their faces, almost like they're like half mummies. But then wherever I saw them live earlier this year, I was kind of disappointed to see that they all just look like regular guys. I was like, oh, crap, they, they, they stopped the dressing up thing. There's a tension there. I understand artists not wanting to feel like what they're doing is a gimmick, but I always thought that Bahargum, the music stood on its own, like that it wasn't a gimmick because the music was just so strong that anything else they did was just icing on the cake. Yeah. They weren't pretending they were something they weren't. That front man is so, he's so energetic in his performance, and dressing up, it, it really brought that to the forefront in a way that seeing him with a ball cap on doesn't. Uh, I guess, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, all, the music is all that matters in the end. It's it just nice to have a little bit of extra. That's just the smallest of critiques. Again, great evening, Bahargam Stonecutter Sinistrum, but beware, if you go to see Stonecutters, you might be surprised by the lineup. Well, I'll have to check Stonecutters out because I haven't heard either of those bands, so uh, maybe I'll just check them both out. Uh, it sounded like you had a good time, but uh, the last show I went to, first of all, let's just talk about this in order because I saw four epic bands. One of them is definitely a highlight, and I'll get to that in a second. The first band that played was Kettle Decapitation, and that was my fifth time seeing them. I, I went to the Tabernacle again uh, last week to see uh, four amazing bands. It was my, Again, it was my fifth time seeing uh, Kettle Decapitation, although I was kind of disappointed with their lineup this time around because they only played new stuff from the Death Atlas album. Then they played, like, one of their new songs. Uh, but whenever I see Cattle Decapitation, I, I want to hear those mid-2000s songs. Someone plays them off of Human or, or uh, Karma Bloody Karma, you know, and even the Harvest War. Well, I really like what Travis Ryan said right before they played the last song, Bring Back the Plague. He said, Obituary is next. They're going to kill you. And then Carcass is going to come up here and perform your autopsy. And then Amon Mark is going to send you on a burning Viking ship in Valhalla. <laughs> so uh, I thought that was a really cool thing for him to say, to introduce the other bands, you know. So this makes my second time seeing Obituary, and Obituary, they always bring the house down every single time. But it was my first time seeing Carcass live, and holy shit, that place went freaking wild. Like, the entire crowd moshed to them. I wasn't even in the pit. And we we're all being crammed in like sardines. People were pushing on me from all four sides. My arms were up to my chest because I didn't have any room to put my arms anywhere. It was nuts. Absolutely insane. I would love to see Carcass again. Oh, but Amana Marth, this is my third time seeing Amana Marth. I've been listening to them since I was in ninth grade. So they were playing some of the new songs and I really liked the new album. But uh, whenever they played the song Cry of the Blackbirds, I was like, okay. This is the moment of the show. <laughs> you know, every time they play that live, it's an experience. And let's talk a minute about their stage props. They have like these very realistic looking balloons that they blow up really fast. They had these giant stone statues of Odin uh, on the sides of their oh, wow. set whenever they first started. 
after a couple songs, they deflated those ones, and then they inflated these Viking ships for put your back into the ore. And, of course, the answer is yes. They definitely had a gigantic row pit for that. Nice. Uh, even though those row pits look fun, I never participate in those because you're sitting on the floor where you know people have spilled beer. <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to get my ass wet and some old stale beer that's been spilled on the floor by some drunk idiot. Those floors are filthy. And you know that. <laughs> so... It sounds to me like you had not had enough beer yourself if you're bringing that level of analysis to getting down on the floor and rowing. Well, I only had one beer uh, because <laughs> the, uh, the beer was 10 fucking dollars. So I'm not going to spend $20 oh. on two beers. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I thought it was expensive whenever I went earlier this year to go see Nile in Incantation in Nashville. They were charging $6 a beer. I thought that was expensive. And then they charged $10 for one beer. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'll make this my only one. <laughs> I love Amon Amarth. I get that there are critiques of them. You know, I've heard people call them the ACDC of Melodeth. And I, <laughs> and I understand where that comes from, but I don't care, man. I love Amon Amarth, man. Every one of their sure. albums, they've never put out, in my opinion, a bad album. They're definitely one of my top favorite death metal bands of all time. I mean, my top three death metal bands are... Amon Amarth, Septic Flesh, and Dying Fetus. They're part of my big three. <laughs> and then there must be something really good about them. That'd be a great lineup, what you just mentioned, man. Imagine that tour. Oh, man, uh, I'm, I'm there. I don't care how much work I have to take off uh, or how far I'm going to drive. I will make that ship if that happens. So. One more thing about the Amon Amarth concert. The last giant balloon that they blew up for the final song was the one for Jormungandr, the giant sea serpent that's on the front of the oh, Twilight yes. Underground album. Uh, it, it was definitely uh, a thrilling experience. They put on a good show, and all the bells and whistles, man, an uh, outstanding live band and one that shouldn't be missed. Oh, yeah. yeah never, never miss a monomorph whenever they come to the U.S., before we move on, let's get back to the music. We've got Italian Extreme Meddlers Blasphemer from their album, The Sixth Hour, with Let Him Be Crucified.
You just heard Let Him Be Crucified by Death Metal Heretics Blasphemer off their 2020 album, The Sixth Hour. That was a, definitely a great song. Holy shit, that was great. As always, you always uh, seem to pick really good songs from these bands. So, Xander, these were some awesome shows we saw. I don't want to relitigate the whole year, but I, I do want to take a few minutes just to talk about a few highlights from the past year because I know I went to a shitload of shows and there were some really good ones. What about you? Well, uh, you were actually at the show that I went to back in July with Suffocation. In fact, you helped me set up the whole interview I had with Frederick Soderbergh. From Surruption, yes, he was great. Yeah, if you guys have not seen that episode, definitely go check that out. I think I sounded pretty good, even though I had like six shots of Jack Daniels before I did that interview. It was definitely one of our drunk interviews that we had, but... Yeah, seeing Suffocation for the second time, that just blew me away. And the fact that they played the song Fine Torture Kill, that, that was just ultimate right there. <laughs> uh, but I was in the pit for a few of the songs, and uh, I got plenty of merch from that show. And Oh, yeah, Atheist. Oh, Contrarian was the other band. Contrarian, yeah. yes. I also met Derek Boyer and Terrence Hobbs before the show. Got my picture with them, and of course, definitely see Suffocation if you have not seen them. The next chance you get to go see Suffocation, go see them. Talk about bringing the energy. I was trying to snap pics in the pit. It was brutal. True. Uh, in fact, that's the night I smashed my glasses by accident because um, I was trying to take my glasses off and put them on the subwoofer that was in front of me, close to the stage. I thought my glasses would be safe there, but somebody else fell on top of the subwoofer because they got pushed from the pit onto it and smashed them. So the lens is actually busted out of the glasses, the, the glass frames, and I thought, shit, so i, I got to find a way to wedge these back in and try to fix them. And uh, I was like, okay, maybe I need to stop getting the pit. <laughs> yeah, I think the people who do that corrective surgery, you know, the laser surgery they do. Uh, oh, the LASIK eye surgery. LASIK. They should sponsor metal tours because I can, No I mean, shit. <laughs> so many people that your story is theirs of getting their glasses crushed in the pit, man. Well, uh, what about you? Do you have any other highlight shows that you want to talk about? Man, there are a lot of great ones. I think I think maybe the, uh, the the two that stand out most to me, one, getting to see Burning Witches, that Swiss power metal band live in Louisville. I never thought I'd see Burning Witches in the state. That's just like a European band, but I never thought they'd come across the pond. To see them play a lot of my favorites, Hex and Hammer, Necronomicon, Dance with the Devil. They just played on a great show. And to see them in a small club as well, that's something I never thought would happen. Just awesome show. And then also last spring, I got to go to Chicago to see Legions of Metal Fest. Uh, Riot was the headliner, but there was a ton of bands on the bill, mostly power metal, classic metal. They had a setup where there were two stages. There was some overlap in the sets. If you finished out one band, the other one was already started, which wasn't exactly how I'd want it done. Nonetheless, uh, so many good bands. I saw Tower, Medieval Steel, just a lot of classic bands, many of which I'd heard about but had never seen. So that was another uh, U.S. fest to mark off my bucket list. Xander, before we head out, let's talk a little bit about shows that are coming up that we both are planning to see. Well, as of right now, I only have one show. Well, I'm sorry, two. On December 9th, which is a Friday, I'm going to go see Cannibal Corpse for the fifth time. 
along with immolation and dark funeral uh, because they're all in sewer. But the very next day, December 10th, there's going to be another underground black metal show with my friend Amish Mike. He is in a band called Storm Ritual, a good local black metal act. Uh, what, what about you, Gumtog? For me, there's a couple of shows next year I'm looking forward to seeing. One of them's in March. Planning to head up to Chicago to see Elvete, Omnium Gatherum, and Seven Spires on tour. I haven't seen Elvete since like 2015 or 16 when they came through Louisville, and they blew me away, and I can't wait to see them again. And then in Cincinnati in April, we've got Morbid Angel with Revocation, Crypta, and Skeletal Remains. Very excited to see that one also. On Good Friday, but there'll be nothing good on that Friday. Pure evil in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think I actually saw the flyer for that one, the Morbid Angel show. I just kind of forgot about it. You said Crypto was going to be with them? Yes. I really love that Crypto album. I, I wasn't a huge Nervosa fan, and I know it's stylistically kind of similar, but, man, that Crypto album, I think, is fire, man. I love it. Oh, yeah, I just saw um, a live video of Crypto, videos of them. I was like, okay, this is fan-fucking-tastic. I got to see them live. Also, you said that you're going to go see Omnium Gatherum. I think I might have to go to that show because I haven't seen a good melodic Finland band in a while. Funny story, the first time I saw Omnium Gatherum was at Diamond Pub in Louisville. This is circa, like, 2014. And I can't remember what the singer's name is, Juka or Puka. Anyway... I'm headbanging, he's headbanging, I'm right there at the stage. He grabs my head while I'm headbanging, and he butts his head into mine. <laughs> and, and I just loved it. I'm like, yes, I wish more frontmen would do that. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, that goes right back to the whole intimacy thing that shows. I can't miss out on Chicago Domination Fest next year, though. That was a great show that I totally missed out on. Everybody was talking about how great the Chicago Domination Fest was this year, and I was like, damn it, I totally should have went to that. Three, four years ago I went, and it was outstanding. I I highly recommend it. I unfortunately missed a lot of good shows. I didn't get to go to the final Maryland Death Fest that happened this year either. It's a sad truth of life. So many great bands, but so little time. Yeah. <laughs> We've got one final track for this episode. Here's Southwest U.S. folk metal band Adivant with War Gnomes from their forthcoming album, The Mystic and the Mountain.
That was War Gnomes by Adivant off the album The Mystic in the Mountain, set to be released early next year. Thanks to the bands Blasphemer, Adivant, and Hyperia for allowing us to play their killer metal songs on our show. Check out those acts on social media, listen to their music, and buy their merch. Xander and I will be back at you soon with our final episode of the year. We'll be counting down the top metal albums of 2022. Until our next podcast, sell your soul for metal and defend it till your dying day.